TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. We have plenty of lines open on this Saturday morning. Generally, this is when the lines really jam up. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And again, if you're listening on the on the stream uh, through radio.com or anywhere in the country, we love to see the uh, phone bill cranked up here. So feel free to call 800-966-WTIC and we'll pick up the tab. We do have a couple quick announcements that Bob wanted to make. Okay. Next week is the annual holiday show and sale at the Gallery on the Green in Canton, Connecticut mm-hmm. from uh, November 16th through December 16th. The show is an exciting event that includes the artwork of gallery members and artists from around the state. Nice. My lovely and talented wife's solo exhibition, mm. Create Your Own Sunshine, will also be on this display upstairs in the gallery. Yes. Bob's so, wife is very good. She's a great artist. I think so. And of course, I'm <laughs> You're biased, biased a little bit. of course. <laughs> Please come and visit and see her recent oil um, landscapes of Connecticut's countryside nice. and oil, life, uh, oil still life paintings. Nice. The opening reception is next Saturday, November 16th, from 6 to 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Well, it will be great to see you then. The Gallery on the Green is located at 5 Canton Green Road, Canton, Connecticut, mm-hmm. 06019. And it's open Friday, Saturday, and Sundays from 1 to 5 p.m. Nice. The show will be running from November 16th to December 16th. Right. And, uh, the can we put opening, a link up for it? Uh, yeah, we can put a link up. All right. And... <clears throat> the opening is the the good time. That's when they have the little hors d'oeuvres and wine. <laughs> the little, all right. Hors d'oeuvres. I got a quick announcement myself. Uh, I'm part of the Bristol Brass and Wind Ensemble, and we're going to be playing for a Veterans Day concert that we're always very proud to put on for our veterans. Um, it's going to be uh, 4 o'clock at Chippens Hill Middle School. It's free, and uh, it, the, it's the least we can do for our veterans, um, the, the very least, to at least put on a – a concert to try to show their our appreciation for their their service and their sacrifice. So feel free to come on out to uh, Chip and Sale Middle School in uh, Bristol at four o'clock on Sunday, and uh, if, especially if you're a veteran, we'd love to honor you by at least performing for you. At least we can do. We're going to step out. Uh, not step out. We're going to get right to your calls. Stepping out would be bad here. We're going to go right to Danny in Glastonbury, our resident groupie. What's up, Danny? Morning, guys. Hey, if I give you the model number of this tablet I'm thinking about buying, can you look it up instead of me trying to tell you what the, the specs are on it? Yeah, you, didn't we talk about it last week? Yeah, but I, I, I got the specifics. I didn't know. All right, which, go for it. Okay, it's um, SM-T580NZKMXAR. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, it's a Galaxy Tab, 10 inches, 16 gigs of RAM. I see it's got the uh, Ex- Exynos uh, processor. I never heard of that one. 
I would have to I would have to research that, but it, yeah. it looks like a nice. It's only two hundred bucks. Well, I can get it for hundred and forty-five. My goodness, it's got an octa-core processor. Yeah. Um, very nice. It's got great screen resolution. Yeah. Plenty of RAM. And it's going to be running the Android operating system. It's going and to be running the Marshmallow. And it comes with a 32 uh, uh, gigabyte uh, card uh, for the uh, slot comes with it. Yeah, very nice. It's a nice unit for that that little amount of money. Yeah, for 145 Yeah. I, I would tell you, you get that through committee. Go for it. Yeah, well, I already got approval from committee, but I want to get approval from you. <laughs> <laughs> Go out and buy it, Danny, or, okay. or download it, whatever you're going to hey, buy it from. Uh, Musk is having a, a good week. Is he? Oh yeah, he got a, he got the the new um, the new uh, chairman, and they got approval from the FCC to uh, expand his satellite network, and he's going to lower them, uh, put them in a lower orbit, so that way when they start to malfunction or die out, they can just let them come back down, and it'll reduce the amount of debris in orbit. Oh, that's that's great, but if it hits your house, you're not going to be happy with it. I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, the other news, though, Danny, did you hear about this? The What's folks, that? the folks over at uh, Volkswagen Farfignugan. I was reading about this. Oh yeah, those guys are about to release a twenty-eight thousand dollar electric car. Yeah, I know. And that's bad for Mister Tesla because twenty-eight grand. Then you take the seventy-five hundred dollar tax rebate that we all give to the the folks who buy an electric car. That's a really affordable electric vehicle. It, it, yeah, and what's the range on it? About 180 or 200 miles? Between 180 and 300. Oh, and 300. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's about the size of a Golf. So basically, it'll be a beach ball on the highway like uh, the Fiat. Mm-hmm. But at least it's uh, another competitor, and, and that's not good for Tesla uh, as far as Tesla goes. But it's good for all of the rest of us who can't afford a $60,000 luxury electric vehicle. <laughs> I know it helps the people that, that buy them, finance it with our money. Yeah. But, I know I'm torn with them with the... With the uh, Subsidies and all that money he got in the beginning from Obama mm-hmm. for SpaceX. I mean, you know, it goes against everything in me. But for him, I guess I can make an exception. <laughs> he's your Iron Man, huh, Danny? Yeah, he's my Iron Man. <laughs> okay, bye, guys. Thanks right. for the info. Sure. Good luck. Yeah, I was going to bring that up because the the folks the folks at Volkswagen have they have a lot to make up for with those clean diesels. They were cheating on the uh, testing. Right, so you know they were cheating on their uh, clean diesel systems, where you'd bring it in for your emissions test in California, and the system was smart enough to say, "Oh, I'm being tested. I got to flip on all the all the uh, services, so that, yeah, <laughs> so that I actually pass the test. And the moment I drive off the lot here, I'll be able to turn it back to producing smog. So they well, might. You need power. <clears throat> You're going to get clean air or power. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if they go electric and it's a twenty-eight thousand dollar vehicle that you can buy for seventeen grand, all of a sudden that becomes a very affordable way. To get an electric vehicle to the masses, and uh, Volkswagen, if they put out a good, good, we need more charging stations. We will, yeah, public charging stations yeah. for free. Well, we just need an adapter <laughs> to the Tesla stations, and you're all set. Just get a get an adapter. Um, let's go on to Jim and Higginham. Hey, Jim, what's up? Hey, uh, the last uh, my email. Hmm. Last time I was able to receive my email was September 30th. Well, that's not good. After that, every time I go on my computer. It says SBC Global Settings out of date. <laughs> That's what I just and talked about yesterday. It just not yesterday, a few minutes ago, Jim. I caught the back end of it. I was doing banking and I couldn't catch the whole thing. And That's I was okay. Like, oh. Yep. SBC Global is turning off these boxes, guys. They are. We've seen it. Um, you've had that free box for so many years, and they've decided no more mail for you. Period. Okay. You, you can call them and whine about it, but they're not going to do anything for you. Um, you need to How get a new I mail. Not lose what I 
things that I had, the emails that I had in there. <clears throat> welcome to, well, welcome to the cloud. Uh, unfortunately, the cloud says no more for you. Um, unless you downloaded the email to your mail system, if you had a local mail client like Outlook, um, your email would be on your local machine. But I suspect you were getting your email through a browser, correct? Yes. So your email is sitting out there, and the email box has probably been killed, and you can no longer get your email. And thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> I know it stinks. I was kicking myself after I went in and I came out. I caught the back end of that, and I was like, then I was, went through an area where the TIC was breaking up yep. on me. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> so here's the thing. Welcome to the cloud, my friend. Welcome to free. Welcome to free cloud. They don't have to service you. Yeah. <laughs> See, your internet service provider will usually provide you with a number of free emails. Quote, and they unquote, have a vested, free. well, yeah, but they have a vested interest in helping you with that because you're paying them. Right. But if you get Gmail or uh, Hotmail or Yahoo Mail, or I SBC mean, Global. SBC Global's out of business. I yeah. mean, you know, what incentive does those companies have to keep them going? None. And the problem is people use those mailboxes as all sorts of mailboxes for Netflix, Amazon, whatever your accounts are. Technically, Jim, you have no recourse if you've connected anything important to that mailbox. Literally, so I, it's done. My internet service is through Xfinity, so mm -hmm. I should try to hook up through them. You can. You already have "quote unquote" free email boxes from Comcast, Xfinity. Yep. Or you can do a third-party mail system um, as well. Gmail. Like Gmail. No, same problem with Gmail, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. You okay. could try Hush Mail or Proton Mail. Again, those are free services too, but they're a little more secure. I would contend. Um, mm -hmm. But at least Xfinity would be something I would recommend because, like Bob said, they have a vested interest in you. Okay. All right, Jim. Thank you. You're welcome. Yep. So, sorry, guys. I mean, SPC Global has been gone for many, many, many years. SNET.net. If you've got an email address that says SNET.net, guess what? <laughs> they don't need to keep that either. I'd suggest you get a new email and then go into that and set it up to forward all the emails. The problem is you to almost your new mailbox. No way. Do it while if it's, it's active. still going while yeah. it's active, and then also <laughs> set an auto reply saying my new email address is right. And so when somebody sends you an email to that address, they get a reply saying that my new email, with the new email address, right. they can update their records. Do it quickly. And when you set up the new email box, make sure you use some serious passwords, guys. No password to password. Superman? Yeah, no words. You know. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight? Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break here. Matt's wondering what I'm doing over here. He's like, what is this guy going to break? we got one li uh, three lines open for you. Feel free to get online. This is Computer Talk. Todd, hang on. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. A couple lines open for you. Feel free to get online. I'm still kind of chuckling about that Chinese school principal. I mean, literally in charge of indoctrinating the children with the communist approach to government. Then on the side, using the computers to mine evil crypto capital. <laughs> you just can't make that up. Clearly, he doesn't buy it. I wonder what you know his prison cell is going to look like. But... <laughs> Let's go on to Todd in Bristol next. Hey, Todd. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Fine. How are you? Good, thank you. What can we do for you, sir? <clears throat> so I've got an issue. I got uh, two printers. Yeah. I got a uh, Canon MB270 and a HP 400 series. Mm -hmm. uh, the HP is set as my default. Yep. Uh, I'm running a desktop and a laptop. No issues from the desktop. Okay. Um, my laptop is connected via Wi-Fi. You know, doing the air print thing. Mm -hmm. So when I go to print from my laptop, when I hit print, 
you know, I hit the drop down menu to select the Canon instead of the HP. Yeah. But it keeps sending it to the HP. And then I get a message that my Canon drivers aren't installed. But when I go into device manager and look at it, it says the drivers are there. Hmm. I think it's an IP change issue on you. Okay. So it's yeah, happening. I probably, I probably don't install them and reinstall them and I do the same thing. Yeah. The printers, I think, um, every time you power them up, we're getting a new IP address. And then okay. your your laptop is trying to connect to them Wi-Fi and not necessarily finding them is what I'm guessing here. Okay. Um, so do you have a router inside your business there, Todd? Yeah, I have my own that I put in front of the uh, Comcast unit. Oh, good. So I need to go in and put statics. You, wow, you're on top of it. Yeah, so you need to set <laughs> you need to set your printers to static IPs. Let's say dot ten or dot eleven. Okay. And then go and set res- reservations in your DHCP server to not offer IP addresses um, within those areas, so that ten okay. and eleven can be reserved. Okay. And then you want to reconfigure your printers uh, on your laptop so that you know you reinstall it so that it sees it at those IP addresses. And we think, right, Bob, that'll work. That'll work. That's what we think will work. Um, otherwise, so when I reinstall it, I set the, the TP port to whatever the IP address is. Yes, sir. Okay. And it should always find it there now. Okay. Um, and that should that should do it. Now you don't have to print. You don't have to use the quote unquote wireless services of the printer because when the printer is on your network, even though it is wireless, it's not a cell phone. Right. The, the, so okay. So make sure you you just print to it like it's a networked printer. Right. Okay. Right. Good. Okay. That'll solve All those right. issues. That should solve them for you, Todd. Awesome. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. The only drawback that could ever occur, which does occur, is that if he loses his configuration on his router, and then he'll have to reconfigure that again. If yeah, but typically happens. you have a utility that'll rediscover. Yeah. So you can rediscover it. <clears throat> Hopefully. You'll be on the correct IP. Right. All right. Let's go on to Jennifer in Canton next. Hey, Jennifer. Hi. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Good. I'm looking for a recommendation for a router. All right. Um, I have a small business. Mm-hmm. It's about 4,000 square feet. Yep. Um, it does have concrete block wall, and I need to get service at least 300 feet out from the building. On the other side of the concrete? Yes. Can't happen. Okay. So you need to drill a hole. Okay. And if the if the other side of the building is outside, you need a weather resistant access point. It's called a WAP, okay. a wireless access point. Um, okay. But you never can go through concrete. Period. Concrete. Are there gonna... units that you could uh, put up externally? Yeah. So what you're going to run is a wireless access point. You're going to run a wire through your concrete, and then connect the access point on the other side of it and now it's broadcasting outside the concrete and uh, Ubiquity has some great access points that we recommend and they've got great wireless ones and your controller is really good so you can manage it without actually touching it yeah oh okay great so but you can never broadcast through concrete okay would this be um, just an extender or would it be its own standalone unit it's its own access point extenders are not a good idea for this because it won't see the main unit through the concrete. Gotcha. Okay. Right. You're going to run a. You're literally going to jackhammer a hole in your concrete, and run okay. and, and run the wire through. And then it you'll put a little caulking around it to keep the weather from coming. <laughs> yeah. In. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Thanks for the input. You're welcome, Jennifer. We'll try to find a, a, a link to uh, maybe one of the ones that we'd recommend from Ubiquity. 
Excellent. Thank you. Our Will that pleasure. be on your website? Yep, computertalkwithtab.com. Thanks a lot. You got it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, unfortunately, Wi-Fi does not do well through through concrete. So if you you know we we install these systems in school systems and what have you, you need an access point in every room because most schools. Well, and we've done exactly what schools. she's talking about over oh, yeah. at the the uh, greenhouse, mm-hmm. you know, and it was yeah. a very good solution. Oh, yeah, works real well, but you can't do anything outside of concrete. All right, let's go to through concrete. Through concrete. <laughs> let's go to Ed in Brantford next. What's going on, Ed? Hi. Hey. Well, I got two. I got two small problems. Number one is uh, my screen in the past was uh, white, and I had blue printing on it. And I would like to have the black printing so it's got more contrast. And I ran up and down the right side of my screen where I got a lot of the little uh, symbols here, and I somehow or another found something. I pressed it, and it said high contrast. And when I did it, my screen is black with purple and um, some bright yellows on occasion and so forth. And I find hmm. that um, that's just too far over on the other end. So what I'd like to do is go back to a, a white screen, and I'd like to eventually take the um, blue lettering and so forth and change it to a black so I have white on black and I can read that better and the uh, uh, let's see well it depends on you can configure this within your screen and sometimes you can configure it within the app itself um, depending on what application you're using so if you try go ahead at this point here I'm back just to what you get when you turn the computer on okay at this point so you went into the screen settings. You right-clicked in the in the area there and went to screen settings. Yeah. So you should be able to go back to click on normal or default under your display settings. You might have personalized it in some way. Um, yeah, which, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go to the personalization areas, you can configure the background to be whatever color you want. You can configure your colors to be whatever you want. Um, you just right-click. Okay. You just right-click and go to screen settings and mess around with whatever you think is best for you. Okay. And the other thing that came up was uh, uh, there was a thing that came up on my screen, and it said speed uh, uh, check. And when I went on and I checked it, it was checking speeds down the floor someplace. Yeah. And it took over uh, effectively my home page. Oh, you got hijacked. Your browser yeah. got hijacked. How so, can I get rid of that? You got to clear the cache on your browser, most likely. You got to reset your browser to the default settings. Yeah, we'll okay. put a link up there for you, Ed. What browser do you use? The little fox or the uh, Beach Ball? Or the I'm e? using Mozilla Firefox. All right, we'll put a link up there as to how to clean your cache from browser hijack. Okay. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. You got it, sir. Thanks for calling. You got a great show. I appreciate it. Listen to it every week. Our pleasure. Thanks for listening in. We're going to step out for a quick break. Get back to more of your calls. Two lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. I can feel no sense of measure, no illusions as we take. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We are here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Actually, you guys have jammed up my lines completely. So let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to... Uh, Join us on this Saturday morning. We're going to go right to, uh, I think it's uh, Gene in uh, West Hartford. Hey, Gene. 
Hi, guys. What's up? Um, I am calling again about just what you were talking about before the break about the email. Mm. And I am one of the SBC Global people, too, but I haven't gotten cut off yet. Okay, you will. But, but yeah, I, and I don't doubt you. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this a little bit before. Okay. So, I, and I know you, you recommended, you said uh, supposedly you could go to Hutch or the other one was Proton.com. Yeah, Hush Mail or Proton Mail. We can put a link there for you, or your internet provider's email. All right. So my internet <laughs> provider is Frontier. Yeah. So that might be Yahoo. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I am on Yahoo now, mm-hmm. but you know, using the SBC Global extension. I would change that if you could. So can I change the extension without changing the email, or what do you think? Or am I going to run into the same problem? No, I think you'll be fine if you get rid of the at SPC Global and become at Frontier or Yahoo or whatever they are going to put you at. Okay. Um, but the issue is if you're at SPC Global, you're going to have trouble. Okay, so if I do that, then they will just automatically, will they do it or will I still have to do it to change to Frontier? Well, you got to be involved in that configuration of your mailbox. Right. So you have to go on to your mailbox settings through Frontier. Okay. And uh, see how you can change your address. You may okay. have to create a new mailbox. If you uh, have to create a new mailbox, that's not so bad. But I would go to the old mailbox and set up a forwarder so, or an auto-reply, if you will, mm-hmm. so that anybody that sends you email, you can put on a little message that says, uh, my email is, has changed and my new email address is such and such. Right. Okay. And that way, anybody that sends you email will get a reply back saying what your new email address is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's an automatic reply that you can put on there? Right. Yeah. And you can also set it up to forward any email that you get to your, to your current mailbox. The new one. All right. So any email I get to the one. So that, and you just do that through the email itself to start with? Yeah. You do that through your current email system, through your through your, your preferences within your email box now, the SPC Global one. And then you'd set up a new box to have it go to, to forward to. But do I have to call Frontier or something to actually start to do that? I don't know. Maybe you could use their support, but I bet you could do it yourself. You might Six be, and one half a dozen. Yeah, you might be able to figure it out yourself. But if okay. you need help, you should be able to call them and they can assist you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that I'll be able to figure it out quite myself. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, so that's my best alternative at this point. Yeah. And then if I were eventually, at some point, if I when I leave Frontier mm-hmm. and I can't take Frontier kind of with me right. kind of thing, so what you had mentioned about the um, the pay for account, accounts, yeah. And so, which ones are they? I know you mentioned Hutch, but that that's a free one you said too. Yeah, Hush and Proton seem to be free and popular. There are others out there I can put links to. I can't think of any that I'd recommend per se. These others that I'm talking about offer better encryption, okay, than your current free accounts, okay. And um, I mean, you could always go to GoDaddy, let's say, and create. Your, you know, an at last name account, whatever your last name is. So you create a domain name of your last name if it's available. And okay. you're, wouldn't it be great to have your email to be, you know, Janine at <clears throat> your last name dot com. So you would actually buy a domain name and right. buy mailboxes from GoDaddy. And now you've got a professional um, mail system that you're purchasing rather than hoping stays with you. Okay. And just in this process altogether, 
I mean, right now I'm using Microsoft for my, I'm using, uh, you know, uh, a Windows 10, and I'm using my old Toshiba, and I am, like, I, at some point that's going to go. Mm-hmm. But it it should, or I've never used the Outlook mm-hmm. part of it, but mm-hmm. it must have Outlook on it. That's another alternative, or does that not make any difference? You still have to have a provider. You always need a mail provider, a post office. All right. Your ma- your Outlook is your mail client that you would download your mail into your box locally on your computer. All right. Okay. And then it's up to you to to take care of it that way, but you still need the provider. Correct. So think of the provider as your current local post office. And imagine right now your zip code keeps changing because you're yeah. at SBC Global, you're at Yahoo, you're at whatever you want to be. Got it. Imagine how bad the mail would be if, you, if your zip code kept changing. Right. <clears throat> okay. All right. Thanks so much, guys. You, 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 Bob and Eric, you guys are just great. I really appreciate your help. Our our pleasure. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. Yes. Mail. How much fun is it? We're going to go on to uh, John and Avon next. Hey, John. Hi. Good morning. morning. Uh, Thanks very much, fellas. Sure. Um, I'm calling concerning a degradation of processing after I added additional RAM to my computer. Hmm. So, what I did is um, I have an HP Pavilion all-in-one. Yeah. It's probably two, two, two to three years old. Okay. Um, it has a one-and-a-half megahertz uh, AMD processor in it, All right. um, which may have some relevance here. It came, I think, with either six or eight uh, gigabytes of RAM. Mm-hmm. I checked with, with Crucial.com, and <clears throat> in, after I uh, verified... Um, that I had the right machine, so on. It said I could expand it up to 16 gigabytes of RAM. Nice. Um, I purchased the um, the RAM um, from a big box store. Mm-hmm. They 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 assured me that it was compatible DIM four, DIM two. I forget whichever it was, but it was compatible. Okay. And the pro and the processing speed has just deteriorated uh, to the point where the you know the machine hangs up, or I mean, it's really. Slow, sluggish, constipated, mm-hmm. whatever you, however you want to describe it. <laughs> right, I mean, right down to the proverbial um, chipmunks on a wheel inside. I mean, sure. I, it's just awful. So, so John, real quick, ahead. when you boot your machine up, how, mm-hmm. ma- how much RAM do you see when it comes up? You know, I've never looked. Um, <laughs> well, number one, we need to see it's posting RAM. Well, the other thing too is. When you add, when you put this, got this new RAM, mm-hmm. did you leave the old RAM in, or did you just replace the RAM? Replaced it. Okay. So you took the old RAM out. So you put two eight gig yes. sticks in. Yes, exactly. Okay. So we're hoping if you go to your system, you're gonna if you go to control panel and system, it should show yeah. you how much RAM is posting if you have sixteen gigs. If oh, you're, it shows that. I, I, that's, I didn't realize what you were asking. Yeah, no, I've, I've verified that it shows the 16 gigabytes. Okay. So it has nothing to do with the fact that you put RAM in your machine that it's slower. My contention is that you've got something else going on that's happening at the same time. Well, the other thing, too, is it might not really be compatible RAM. I mean, you looked it up at Crucial, and then you went to a big box store. Mm-hmm. And I would have purchased it right from the Crucial. Right from Crucial, yeah. Right yeah. there and then. Because it would have been the right RAM. At the big box store, they can assure you all they want, but, you know. Yeah, so so to, to prove Bob's point out, you take, take the new RAM out. Put the old RAM back. And if you're back to speed again, you're right, it was the RAM. If you're still slow, it has nothing to do with the RAM. It has a, it's a completely different problem. You could have malware you downloaded. You could have 
a virus. You could have something else happening that just coincidentally happened around the time you put the RAM in. So I have malware bytes on. I run it pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I even have the premium edition. I'm not sure that's necessary, but I, okay, um, you know, bit, bit the bullet. All right. Um, and I have C Cleaner on there. CC Cleaner. Okay. Yeah, CC Cleaner. Um, I've heard on your program before, which I listen to regularly. By the way, I think you're wonderful. <laughs> um, I, I've heard you um, suggest to other poor souls like myself. To, to get some software that sort of analyzes the resources of the computer being used based on the application programs. And well, it's not actually done. an application. You just run Task Manager. So if you do Control-Alt-Delete, you'll bring up the Task yeah. Manager, and it'll show you sure. what, where your CPU process is. Then you want to click on the Resource Manager. That'll break it down by your memory, yeah. by your... Uh, uh, Applications, your uh, CPU. Um, your disks, everything. And that's built into Windows. So if you want to run that and see if what's taking up your processing, it'll tell you. And you can actually list it by the heavy use application. And actually tell you which processes is doing it. Right. You don't need to pay for anything to do that. I'm going to do all of this. Okay. And I'm going to give you a full report and call you back. Awesome. Now, again, 1.6, to your point, 1.6 gigahertz is not a lot of speed. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, but... I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering if, the, if the processor... It just can't keep up with 16 gigabytes of RAM. It's, it's uh, disconnected. There's no real connection there. More RAM is better, but um, like Eric said, take the new RAM out, put the old RAM in. If right. it's back to normal, then the new RAM wasn't compatible. Right. If the new, if you put the old RAM back in and it's still slow, that then you have another problem. Right. When you can put the new RAM back in and rest assured that's not causing your issue and then work on what is using your CPU you know, something could be spiking your processor. It could be running at 98%. It could even be malware bytes doing it. Any application can go rogue on you, unfortunately. And uh, you could have something going wrong with any kind of background function that's just chewing up your process, um, your well, CPU. You know, I, I have I have looked at Taskmaster a couple of times, and that CPU is absolutely at 90 to 100% oh. well, uh, then very you, frequently. Yeah, that's your problem. Something in the background is chewing up your CPU. And your computer can't do anything else. You want to see how much your memory is being utilized as well. Yeah, and which programs are consuming that processor. You might need to change it from uh, uh, system-managed memory to um, custom. And then in the first box, put in one and a half times the amount of installed RAM. And in the second box, put in two times the installed RAM. What do we mean by one and a half times and two times? I mean, on the under manual, under, under the manual settings. Yeah, under custom, they give uh-huh. you two boxes. So yep. uh, the rule of thumb from Microsoft is it should be one and a half to two times. So if you have, uh, let's say, a, uh, eight gigs of RAM, you multiply eight times ten twenty four times eight, and uh, times one and a half. Put that in the first box, and then you do the same thing times two for the second box. Mm-hmm. But again, if something's chewing up your CPU, the RAM is not the major yeah, issue. Yeah, you want to see how what <clears throat> under the system resources, how much of your RAM is being utilized, whether that's being pinned as well. Yeah. But your processor is being pinned. That's where you get to fix it. Mm-hmm. Well, I very much appreciate your time and your suggestions, and I'm going to follow your instructions to the letter. Okay. And, but I may be back to you. That's fine. We're here for you. No complaints, though. 
No, no, no refunds. No refunds. <laughs> no refunds. But well, I, you know, one final question: yeah. if I if I can't do it myself, can I bring it to your store over in East Hartford or wherever Un- you are? Unfortunately, no. We only support small to mid-sized businesses, so we don't work with the general public. We do this show as a public service for the general mm-hmm. public. Our primary jobs are supporting small business, so we we couldn't handle the influx of you guys if we tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I understand, but. Um, but you might be able to suggest someone that could do it if, if um, well, they're yeah. in that business. The, gen- the general recommendation we make is, like, go to your Staples desk. Those guys have yeah. people there that you might want to walk in and see if they can help you if you can't do this, these things. Mm-hmm. They might be – because they're, you know, they're open often and they've got guys standing around. <laughs> I really appreciate your help. I'm going to try to do it myself and um, follow my nose and, and let you know how I make out. All right, John. I think you got malware, believe it or not. Something's running in that background. Yeah, it could be, could be, yeah. absolutely. Right. And I'll, I'll go, I'll bird dog that as well. All right, Thank good luck. you very much again for your help. Our pleasure. Bye now. All right, bye bye. All right, we're gonna step out for a quick break. Mike, feel free to hang on. We got a couple lines open for you. We're here till eleven. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. Let's get right to your calls. Feel free to get online. A couple lines open for you. And uh, let's go right to Mike in East Hartford first. What's going on, Mike? Well, uh, I got a um, computer that uh, has Firefox, Mozilla Firefox, mm-hmm. and it's front, through Frontier. And it is a, um, a mail situation. I was just updated to the new Yahoo Mail. I mm. didn't ask to to be updated, but they automatically did it. Yeah, and uh, had a, a while to figure out how to work the thing because it's totally different. Yeah, uh, but now I attach uh, a PDF file or a couple of PDF files, and in the old one, I used to be able to open it up and prior to sending it. Now I attach the file, I try to open it to make sure it's the one I want to send, and it won't open up. Uh, after I send it, I go to my sent file and I'm able to open it up. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what 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 am I doing wrong or what can I do to be able to open it prior to submitting or sending it. All right, so trying to preview <clears throat> the file PDF in Firefox. Have you tried it in a different browser like Chrome? No, no, I don't. I didn't do that. Okay, because there have been some changes for certain browsers. Um, that could be causing this issue, where they don't want you to pre- want you to preview it. You're within the Yahoo Mail system, right? You're browsing through there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would try a different browser just to see if there's a difference, whether it be Chrome or IE, to see if it reacts differently. Uh, what do you find, Bob? Anything? I don't have anything uh, on that because it's probably something built in there. <clears throat> Excuse me to the to the uh, browser. If I went to Chrome, uh, would I see the same setup? Yeah. Uh, it, it would just be identical, but I might be able to open it in, in that? Yes, that's my thinking, is that if you go to do a different browser, the problem with PDFs is there's a lot of potential security problems with them, mm-hmm. and they're trying to save you. Go ahead, Bob. The question is, um, what's your default PDF reader? Is it uh, Adobe Acrobat Reader, or is it the Edge browser? The The reader. The reader, okay. Okay, because, you know, if it was the Edge browser then and you're opening it with a different browser, then it might have a hard time. Uh, yeah, I, w- I went into the settings and I tried to see what 
what uh, is comparable, what it's looking for, and it does say the the uh, acrobat, acrobat reader, mm-hmm. uh, but then there's, there's other settings mm-hmm. that says open, always open up in Firefox. Right. So you're forcing it to open within Firefox, and it might not work there. you got to tell it to use the it. reader. So what, <clears throat> what do your icons look like, your PDF icons? Do they look like a, uh, a beach ball, or do they look like a... Uh, like an E, or do they have the Adobe uh, look to them? Uh, well, they're, they're like square. Um, uh, the icon is almost like home plate. You know, and, you know, it's got that look with it says PDF okay. at, at the top. Okay, that's probably the and it's red. That's, is it? Is the icon red? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's probably the sounds Adobe. like Adobe. Yeah. So it's it should be using that tool to open it up, but it's for some reason not. And again, it could be being blocked by Firefox. I can put a link here from Firefox talking about this okay. because they don't, they, again, it's a security thing. Um, again, try you can try Chrome or look at your attachment before you attach it. What you're doing is just confirming you're sending the right one, right? Correct. Right? That's right. So you just change your procedure to look at your file. Be sure you look at it first mm-hmm. rather than within the message. And, uh, That'll solve the issue, obviously, right? Because you know you can look at it outside the mail program, correct? That's right. I, mm-hmm. I, and and it just was so much easier to. I know. Before they made the change, why they changed it, I don't know. But security uh, reasons. Oh no, but I mean the whole mail system. They 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 had mm-hmm. a uh, a new look to it, and uh, you had to go through a few more hoops. For instance, if. I had a bunch of people I want to send a in a mail to mm-hmm. before I, I would just click on the two and mm-hmm. all of that would come up. Now you have to go through two or three hoops to get to the people who you want to send the, the email to. Mm-hmm. I think they just made it a more difficult to be when it used to be an easy thing, double oh. click and it would get on. Yeah, and, they're helping you, you know, come on. Oh, I'm telling you, it looks beautiful. That's the cloud, right? So the cloud has changed its settings on you. Uh-huh. And you have to uh, agree with it or not. So if you decide to that you're tired of that problem, use an actual mail program like uh, Thunderbird or Outlook that's on your local system, on your local computer. That way you're not beholden to the cloud as far as how it delivers or how you utilize the tool. Uh-huh. They can change the tool on you every day if they wanted to. Yeah, no, no choice. But if you owned Outlook on your computer, if it was Outlook 2010, let's say, Guess what? That's not changing until you buy a new version of Outlook, period. Okay. Now, Outlook, if, if <laughs> I, was, I never did go to that, but uh, I was yeah. contemplating uh, doing that. Mm-hmm. And that would look the same as Yahoo Mail? No. It oh. would look like Outlook. <laughs> oh. It looks like the tool for mail, and your Outlook box is just your box. So it, it just changes your whole mindset from rather than doing it through a browser like you're doing it now from doing your mail through an actual local mail client, either with Thunderbird or Outlook. So what you're doing with your browser is is out of your control. Yes. It is in your control if you own the Outlook pro, uh, program or the Thunderbird program. Okay. Maybe I'll try that then. Yeah. Or just do change your procedure, and that solves your issue. But we'll put a link up here on that, th- on that Mozilla issue with PDS for you. Oh, great. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hey, Mike. Thank you, sir. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well... There's two hours gone in your life. I want to thank you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Uh, and uh, everything we talked about was Facebook, Facebook tweeted, 
and uh, post on Computer Talk with Tab by Mike G. I want to thank Matt for producing. And uh, don't forget, stop by uh, Chippens Hill Middle School at 4 o'clock for a veterans concert from Bristol Brass and Wind or go out to Canton. Yes, uh, go to Canton on the Green, 5 Canton Green Road, Canton, Connecticut. Very good, guys. Thank you very much, guys. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.